0: the Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake. Uh, I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. What's up? Today is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Coming to you to review Sunday, February 18th, 2024. Sorry, we missed you guys yesterday. We were uh, celebrating President's Day, and uh, <laughs> were we? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. <clears throat> Sometimes we just don't record, and and, and then we will just do it the next day, and so that's one of the, that's one of these. You just got that out of your mouth. Silence I did, your didn't? Phone. I? And you didn't do it. Well, I have seventy five things to silence over here. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, if we
1: had gone yesterday, we could have done like I don't know top five presidents of all time. We can still do that. Who would you, who would be your number one? Let's just do number ones.
2: I can probably only name. And, and five
1: presidents you, of all time. I, I, I didn't. That's why I was like, maybe we just do know. one. I, Tiffany, you I, didn't have to say that. I don't know. That, I, would know? Ha, I would have
0: to do my homework. I'd, uh, have, to do, I'd have to do my
1: homework. You couldn't to, go off the top of your head. Just. I mean,
0: I could. But here's here's the thing. Like, you know, <clears throat> you can say things, especially about like older older presidents. Right. You can be like, okay, I like this. But like until you do like a deep dive on an individual, right? Like you may be painting yourself into a corner. Yeah, true. Yeah. But like then, I heard, I heard some things. The because I've heard a lot of very, very admirable, great things mm-hmm. about say George Washington. Sure. But I was listening to a podcast the other day, and someone started talking about George Washington, and they said something that actually made me cringe. That terrible
2: never, things, terrible things yeah. about mm. George Washington.
0: You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so I don't like, remember
2: what, but I've heard that before.
0: Until you do a deep dive, sometimes <laughs> it just feels I don't know, like a little yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just
2: hated history oh. and like government, economics, and all that stuff. So I retained none of it from hmm. high
0: school. But um, I don't know something. Something uh, I will say. Uh, I'm fond of Lincoln.
1: Just yeah. c- he was a great orator. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, there's just just a lot. There's just a lot of things there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Gettysburg Address. Well, you know, and his stance on slavery. Uh Um, But man, it's hard not to like Reagan, too. So Mm. um, I don't dislike any of them. Mm. (laughs) See, that's unpopular.
1: I mean, I'm kind of a Mount Rushmore guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I, even though that we do know some bad things on every president, in, in, in defense of most people, you only know what history has told you, you know? And so it, create, it paints that picture for you, mm. you know? Yeah. And then some people want to kind of shatter that image by, you know, unveiling truths about someone or whatever. Sure. And then you go, well, I'm not even sure how true that is. Yeah, right. But
0: I probably upset some people already when I said I don't dislike any of them, which I don't. I can I can find something to appreciate
1: about anybody. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure, absolutely. I just me my number one is going to be George Washington, just because he set the standard. Like he could have literally set him up, hit himself up as dictator of America. Like he could have, but instead he went, "No, I'm going home." Uh, This. We're going to let the country run itself kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So democracy, basically. Yeah. So anyway, Uh, that's boring. Move on. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on.
0: Yeah, you're still celebrating President's Day with uh, nacho cheese bugles over there.
2: (laughs) How does that have anything to do with President's Day?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't like nacho cheese bugles. I just made it. There should have been a sound effect right there.
1: <laughs> right there. Should have been one
2: right there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> well, what's what's that's the just one a one terrible segue. AOL internet connect <laughs> yeah, dial that, up.
0: That's just a terrible segue. <laughs> I don't uh I really like bugles. We were having this conversation right before we started. I mm. really like bugles. I think nacho cheese bugles are disgusting. Really? hmm
2: I don't think they're I don't disgusting. Many disagree with you. I did try a couple of minutes ago, and they're just not the greatest nacho cheese flavored chip I've ever had.
0: I, I think the thing yeah. that bothers me about them is okay. I can't stand. I even like. I love nacho uh, cheese Doritos. Okay, mm-hmm. they're amazing, but I hate how it leaves stuff on your fingers. Yeah, I don't like Cheetos or Cheese curls or yeah. Cheese puffs stuff like that. I don't like that kind you don't of stuff. like Cheeto dust. I don't like cheese dust on my fingers, <laughs> and normally. <laughs> Normally, when that's I the eat, best part. N, really? Oh, yeah. Do you get cheese dust on your fingers with those? You do. Yes. Yeah. See, that's what I don't like because normally, when I eat bugles,
2: you put them on your fingers.
0: I make myself look like a bugle Freddy Krueger.
2: <laughs> that's the only way to eat them. Yeah.
0: And then eat the tips of your fingers off. You. How else would Hold one on. eat a bugle? Hold Pick up. it up and eat it. I guess. This
2: coming from the man who last week said he couldn't do the dead monkey because it has hands. Oh yes,
1: this is true. This is true. Have you ever had bugles on your fingers with your Harry Potter wand in hand? Well, I like to put
0: bugles on my fingertips and then have a conversation with somebody while I
1: like you, you know I twirl my fingers
0: around and then occasionally just go in, take a bite of one of your fingers. I know it's creepy Oh, that's funny And we've had this Whitman sampler sitting in the middle of the table as well for the last two weeks Is that right? Or a week?
2: Just one, I think But we did talk
1: about it last week
0: We don't know whose this is but when people leave chocolate, it's right.
1: probably going to be a listener. It's going to get eaten. They're going to be like, I left that in there for so-and-so. Like that box and <laughs> of <laughs> Nutty Buddies. Now you're eating it.
2: <laughs> like that box of Nutty Buddies in the conference room that disappeared over the last couple <laughs> of weeks. We, we still don't know where it came from, but we ate it.
1: <laughs> what? It's for P-28. Oh. They gone.
2: <laughs> they gone. <laughs> <laughs> they sat on the table too long.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. 30-second rule. Did not One know. day.
2: One day was too long. <laughs> Uh,
0: Mm. so Tiffany suggested that we take the Whitman (laughs) sampler and play chocolate roulette with it
2: y'all ever do that when you have a box of chocolates and it's not labeled
0: I'll tell you what I do that with this is very specific (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) is what are those things that I like? The uh, Lemonhead and Friends, Chewy Lemonhead and yeah, Friends. Yeah, you do. Mm. Yes, I you like do. to ride down the road in the dark and reach into the box and pull one out and, and just be pop surprised. it in my mouth and be surprised. <laughs> oh, that's orange. <laughs> I, I do lemon. that, and then and then all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, grape. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the pleasures of life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the cherry, the cherry, and the grape ones are my favorite. Mm. So, are y'all game? Do y'all want to do
1: this? Yeah, I'm always. Going and, to are eat you chocolate. sure it's only a week old? Like, I'm how long sure. does chocolate keep? By the way, is there like a rule?
2: I don't
1: know. I don't either. Who's gonna my, go first? My
2: rule is: which holiday did we get this on? Uh huh. And is it the next holiday yet? Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I mean, have y'all ever had candy that has been with you for a year?
2: Oh yeah, it's gross. Ch- that's definitely so. Too like, long
1: for I'm just wondering when it goes bad.
2: Chocolate kind of gets like a white look to it. Mm-hmm. At least like. Cheap chocolate does. like if you buy Oh, it starts Snickers, to discolor?
0: Yeah. But some of those are dark chocolate and some of those are milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I do like dark chocolate.
0: Now, you can't go for the peanuts. Those are obvious.
2: Actually, I thought they were Raisinets, so you could have got me with that.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're peanuts. <laughs> does anybody have allergies? There's,
2: there's two different um, sections of them, so there anybody could allergic? be Raisins in one and Peanuts in the other. No, I'm not allergic. All who's, right.
0: who's going first?
2: I'll go.
0: I want one of the dark chocolates.
2: Same.
0: Okay. Well, there's like five of them, so.
1: <laughs> I did. Uh, I will say, dark chocolates. You have much more variety of the inside. Mm-hmm. I did like eat a um,
2: sea salt caramel dark chocolate out of this box already. Really? I'm yeah, going this guy. It was delicious. You
1: went milk chocolate. I'm going milk chocolate. This guy. Since y'all are both going dark, I'm you can't going you tear milk. it open. Hold you on, just got to bite into it. I want you to guess first. Yeah, guess. I'm gonna say coconut. Okay. On the inside. Okay. That was my ready? guess too. Okay. Yep. Here we go.
0: Let's see. He's it's correct. Coconut.
2: Yep. Nice.
0: That's somebody who's uh, a. <laughs> <I'm supposed laughs> I ain't to give gonna you get an for that. give you <laughs> a
2: ball. I I'll give you a ball. That was classic, baby.
1: Mm. All right. Me or you. That's good. I'll uh, go. Okay. Tastes like it's a year old. Let's see.
2: I'm going to go with this oblong-shaped one, and I'm going to say molasses because of this thick. Molasses? Yeah, what? like, you know, like the thick, like, you know, sometimes what? they'll do caramel, and then they'll do, like, molasses, which is, like, really thick. You
0: just said something that ain't even real. No, I have never heard of molasses. <laughs> <Really>?
1: <laughs> I'm going to say this one like, right
0: here, sorghum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's sort I grow a wild honey right here.
2: Y'all are crazy.
0: <laughs> That's not a thing. It
2: is a thing.
0: Did you bite it already? No, no
2: I accidentally knocked a don't. chunk of chocolate off of it, so I just ate it. Not the. I don't know what's inside of it. Still, hold on. You're eating it right now? Can no, I guess a what's piece in of chocolate it? off the outside? I, I want to guess what's Look, in this it. This is totally a thing: molasses dark chocolate candies from Russell Stover, even.
0: Okay, this is Whitman's. Go ahead. Okay.
1: Hey, can, can you see inside wanna, of it? I want to guess. I, I haven't
2: looked at it yet. I but bet, no, she's got to guess.
1: I know, but I want oh, to guess. We should guess. Before, and but she gets to guess. I too. already guessed. Okay. I think
2: it's molasses. Oh,
1: okay. she thinks it's sorghum. <laughs> sorghum. sorghum. Sorghum.
0: I'm going to hold it up. Let me see it. I'm going to golden eagle.
2: I actually, crushed it. A it's kind
0: of nugget shaped. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say coconut. All right. I'm going to Coconut say, again? Are you ready for this? I'm going to say orange.
2: The See, coconut and the orange are always round. Y'all Joey,
0: are Joey has a he has experience with Whitman's. Is it, what is it? That's caramel. It's nugget. Nougat?
2: I think. It's like nugget or peanut butter? It's weird. You can't confuse those two. It's nougat. That's nugget. That's good, though. All right, my go. I'm going right here.
0: It just smells like dark chocolate. You ever got to guess?
2: I think it's the same thing I got.
0: Really?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-mm.
2: Yep. You think so? Uh huh. I, I wonder t- if there's I'll a system. You, I'll tell you why. I wonder if I've already seen the system.
0: Is it the way they're turned?
2: Mm-hmm. The shape of them? Mm-hmm. Nah. There's a pattern? Nah. Yeah, there's a pattern in the box. Nah. Yep.
0: Really? Can I go back? <laughs>
1: You don't, want, you don't
0: want nugget. Do you know what this is? Orange. Mhm. I do. <laughs> I don't want orange. No. That salted that sea salt caramel. I don't want that. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I'm sure. Um Oh, you can see it on the
2: side. Mm-mm. Nope. Look what, at the way what, they're laid out. What were you Look. looking at? What are you
0: looking
1: at? The
2: pattern. It's symmetrical. Look.
1: I think you're full of it. Oh my goodness. You probably work on computers. <laughs> Right. Something like that. <laughs> Since
0: I've touched them all, I'm going <laughs> with this one. <laughs> you have. You've touched
1: every one of them. <laughs> I'm going
0: with the square one right here. No, it's coming out the side. It's
2: caramel? It's uh, caramel. I'm not going I'm not to eat you. that. That's cheating. I'm going to eat it because it's good.
0: All right, you said this is nougat.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you say? Mm, I don't know. If it's a pattern, then yeah. Did I just ruin the fun of the game? Yes, yeah. you did.
0: <laughs> all right, I'm going to say it's... Uh, None of them are peanut butter. Not in these. Got it. I'm going to say that this is, uh, let's see. I'm going to say this is just straight caramel. It's nugget.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. You can't beat them patterns, <laughs> I don't boy. Like it. Can't beat a pattern.
0: I don't like it. I'm not eating it.
2: I'm <laughs> taking this sea salt caramel, though. Unless you want it, no. Okay.
1: Mm-mm. Blake's had his hand on it. <laughs> so, mm. well, somebody and has to try that accomplish? one because
2: I don't know what's in that one. This one. Mm-hmm. It looks like a mini Twix. That's what I was thinking. It, it looks like a mini Twix.
0: Let's see. This is milk chocolate. Look at gross. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all set me up. <laughs> What if I'm allergic to nougat?
1: Nougat. That's funny.
0: I could not talk now. I got stuff in my mouth.
1: Mm. Same. Mm.
0: So, y'all have anything so, interesting happen this weekend? I ate mm. tacos one night. Did you? <laughs> I ate tacos one night? Whatever. Our podcast is awesome.
2: We're so excited.
1: We're the best podcast in corner. <laughs> <laughs> We had new folks Sunday when I said we do a podcast, their eyes perked up. They're probably listening. <laughs> They've probably gotten this far into it and went, yeah, I'm moving
0: on. Welcome to Sunday Gravy, York Mountain's number one podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have people canceling their t-shirt, t-shirt orders as oh we speak. Oh, my
1: goodness. Yeah. So, what'd you do?
2: What did I do? I went to Saturday. Uh, Let me Saturday. try one of them
0: nacho cheese beagles.
2: Mm. <laughs> Ooh, with your chocolate? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> We're going to have
0: to change the name to Welcome to Sunday Snack Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What'd you do?
2: Oh, well, I spent Saturday at Wallace State. My son played in the Blount County Honor Band, so that was pretty cool. They played some good music. I don't like it. You don't have to like it.
0: I'm not talking about honor bean. I'm talking about the nachos. (laughs) Well, you didn't like those (laughs) to begin with.
2: (laughs) And why you would eat something cheddar flavored on top of chocolate? I don't know. That's just gross. Well, this might be molasses. Look how thick it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I did (laughs) my weekend. I was was doing birthday all weekend. My wife. Mm -hmm.
2: Happy birthday, brownie.
1: Yeah. Today's her birthday. birthday. Yeah. February so we we made an event out of it this weekend it was a lot of fun what'd y'all do hmm? what'd y'all do um we had um folks over Saturday night and then you know and then we had Sunday lunch with ma ma mm-hmm. you know after church and then and then uh then we celebrated did some did you know basically hung out as family last night and then, but today before I came into work I gave her 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 present so it's been Been a little bit of an affair. Mm. Cool. Yeah.
0: I really, I don't even remember what we did this weekend, which means it was nothing.
1: (laughs) I did
2: eat tacos one night. Yeah. (laughs) One night.
0: Our podcast is riveting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me you have something more exciting to talk about. Oh yeah. Say what.
0: All right. This is going to be a different Say What segment. This one's educational. I wish I had, like, science-themed music to play. I wish I had... uh, Oh, we could do this. Let's see.
3: Uh, Welcome to the Say What segment.
0: (laughs) I'm not talking about robots, though.
3: (laughs) But it's still (laughs) science-related.
0: All right, this is something I've talked yeah. about with both of you guys before because it's interesting to me because I get really interested in stupid things and do mm. a deep dive on
3: Okay.
0: Mm. Tell me if you remember me talking about this. Like, literally, I can hear you chewing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, him or me? Him.
0: Oh. me <laughs> eating bugles. On today's episode, <laughs> listen to Joey much bugles the entire time. Um, let's see. I'll just read you the uh, headline. Plants muster defenses when they hear an attack. Hmm. You know the the whole thing where it says, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it really make a sound? Mm -hmm. It does. You know why? The plants hear it. The other trees hear it. This is our first step into... All of us becoming tree huggers.
2: We need a conspiracy theory sound right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do. They uh, they can hear whether you believe it or not. Um, I can't find it. I'm gonna spend too much time clicking around. <laughs> yeah. What do What do you think, Joey? Let me. I'll just ask you point blank. Can plants hear?
1: <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Well, to be fair to the listening audience <laughs> you have already carried me down this rabbit hole have I yes i couldn't remember yeah i, I know all of what you you know, you know what, what i'm saying you believe you thought, yeah. <laughs> thought
2: this you thought I know what you believe end, you?
1: <clears throat> but i i mean now i don't remember it to a t but okay. it has a lot to do with root systems and they communicate with each other
0: yes that okay we can talk about that that's not actually what i was going to talk about okay so this this particular article is on a study that came out of the university of missouri the study was actually done in 2014 okay so this is several years old but this came up on another podcast and it got me to thinking about it and i've just kind of been researching it a little bit and doing a deep dive on it a little bit but um because I wanted to find like where did this come from. Mm-hmm. But researchers at the University of Missouri discovered that one of the defense mechanisms that can be triggered when plant, plants sense vi- sounds or vibrations from caterpillars munching on their leaves. So I'll go ahead and this this thing goes really really into the science of it, okay? Mm-hmm. But that what it, what it boils down to is I'll give you the the layman's version, all right? <clears throat> There was a particular type of plant that, when caterpillars would begin eating their leaves, they would produce a particular type of oil that was toxic to the caterpillars. All right. Okay. And they um, the, and so what they did is they took, they used a laser microphone. There is such a thing, by the way. To record, it can record like super, super, like minute sounds. It could hear me munching. (laughs) I can hear you munching. I can hear you munching from six feet, six feet away through that microphone. (laughs) We're calling this episode Munch Joey Munch. (laughs) Joey's got the munchies.
1: Right now, people are pulling through drop-thrus because they're hungry. Joey's
0: got the munchies. That's the name of this episode. It's just a background to. It's a background song to the whole episode. Uh, So, what they did is they recorded. They can you could they can literally hear a flies or a fleas wings flap with this microphone. Like all right, they can record Mm -hmm. sounds that that minuscule. Mm -hmm. They recorded the sound of these caterpillars munching on the leaves of these plants, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and then they took that sound. And then played it on a at a very low, low level in an environment where they where these uh where where this same type of plant was mm-hmm. in a controlled environment. And they would test the, the, the plant. They would test the leaves for this particular type of oil, this this uh, toxin, and it would be it wouldn't be present. And then they would play the sound of the caterpillars munching and the plants would then begin to produce that.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Hmm. So how it's
2: like a defense mechanism.
0: It's a defense mechanism. Hmm. And there's also study <clears throat> in a particular type of trees Gee. in Africa where um when giraffes will move in and begin to begin to eat the plants or begin to eat the leaves off these particular trees, that it will communicate with other trees in the vicinity. And the other trees in the vicinity will begin to produce a particular uh, type of chemical that will begin flowing through the plant and through the leaves that will make the leaves taste bad to the giraffes. And it will not just be the tree that the giraffes are eating.
2: I have a theory. Well,
0: I don't I don't need a theory. I know the answer. But go ahead and tell me what's your theory.
2: My theory I, I, is that it's not necessarily the sound like we perceive sound. It's right. the vibration. Okay. Of so the
0: sound. so that Okay, but but tell me then explain to me this cuz that that's true. That's true. Uh, because they also have tested it without audible sounds and mm-hmm. just replicating the frequency of the vibrations. Right. They've tested it that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And which you could make an argument is the same thing. But anyway, so how does a tree sense vibration?
2: I guess in the same way an animal does, or in the same way we do when we're touched. So trees have a nervous system? Maybe. I don't know.
0: (laughs) They have equilibrium?
2: (laughs) I didn't study that any more than I did the presidents.
0: I'm just saying that there's so much that we don't understand about trees. And so, like, for instance, the giraffe one, and the same thing with this caterpillar one. Not only will that plant that's being eaten start to produce that, but also other plants in the vicinity will begin to produce that.
2: Mm, Like a chemical reaction.
0: Plants sometimes, as far as a mile away, will begin to produce it.
2: Mm. Interesting.
0: And that's where the... What Joey was alluding to a while ago that I've talked to him about and had <laughs> stood in his office door and, <laughs> uh, you know, word vomited about for 45 minutes while he was trying to fall asleep, uh, <laughs> is the mycelium in the ground. There is a there is a fantastic, uh, I'll, let mycelium. me recommend it. Yeah, the mycelium, which is basically like a fungi network fun, fun, system. Fungi. 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 Fungi.
2: G- you say GIF or GIF? <laughs> I say GIF. Okay.
0: It's a there is a documentary on Netflix called Fantastic Fungi.
2: Fungi.
0: I would highly <laughs>
2: recommend it. I
0: would highly recommend it. <laughs> okay, COVID. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. <laughs> but they have they have instant that there's it will blow your mind.
2: So, that's what you did this weekend is you watched a docu- documentary on Wikipedia?
0: No, no, no. I've seen that like years ago. Okay. But so, where what are y'all at on this? What do y'all think about it? Can trees hear? Can they hear? Do, what, what do y'all think about this? Like, how, how, let me rephrase this. Like, how intelligent are they?
2: I wouldn't say that they're intelligent, but like, <laughs> all kinds of creatures have like defense mechanisms like that. Uh huh. That's all I was
1: going to (laughs) say. Okay. you seem skeptical? Well, it doesn't surprise me that, I mean, I believe probably they can hear because, I mean, it's probably been known within the garden community, people who do greenhouses and stuff, they talk about how they pipe music in there and stuff, and plants are healthier because of the, you know, maybe the vibrations, I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So plants hearing and and listening – that's, that doesn't shock me. And then plants uh, or trees or whatever, being able to produce a defense mechanism, that doesn't shock me uh, either. Um, but I, I kind of know where this, this is headed because you started talking about nervous systems, because the real question is this, can they feel pain? You know, mm-hmm. and that's when we're getting into... I'll,
0: I'll tell you another interesting one before you go there, before you go there, because it would make sense because we've all seen the situations where, like, trees or plants will grow funny because trying to access sunlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you know that they'll they'll also grow that way? It would make sense then that plants would grow, the root systems would grow a particular way for water. Mm-hmm. For instance, if a tree is planted... uh if a tree is really close to, say, like a river bank, a lot of times those roots will grow real heavy down on the river side of the bank, right? Right. So they've done tests where trees have been planted in, like, just open space areas Mm -hmm. where the ground is not necessarily saturated or, you know, whatever. And especially willow trees will do this, like, very aggressively. Mm Mm-hmm. If you found a willow tree out in a wide open pasture area, and then you could set up on a particular side of that willow tree, if you could set up something, you could set literally a speaker and produce the sound of water, the roots will grow in the direction of that speaker.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Interesting.
0: So it's like the vibrations of the running water, looking for moisture.
2: Hmm. They like, they know what it "quote unquote" sounds like. Yeah, that's really cool.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just here to say. I'm just here to report <laughs> that <laughs> there's a lot more to them than we realize. Mm. I'm not a trying trigger. to be. I'm not trying to be a tree hugger.
2: Better watch out! Mm-hmm. There'll be the next Joro spider taking over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that they, there's a lot more going on with trees and plants than mm-hmm. what we realize. Hmm.
2: Feels very Pandora-ish.
0: So y'all both like dove into y'all's laptop, So either y'all were looking for or mm-hmm. looking for facts to refute me, or oh, no, y'all were no. extremely bored and started checking <laughs> your email. No.
1: no so no, which no, one, no, which no. one is it? <laughs> <laughs> What are you looking at there, Tiff?
2: I'm looking literally at the sermon notes, which okay. start with family life is boring, by the way.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're,
2: we're leading into this perfectly. Yeah. Continue
0: on. <laughs> Continue to be boring. I'm setting up family life.
1: Well, I mean, you know, like, I don't know why, just you know, because I was thinking of, you know, just spiritual matters in, in this. I mean, obviously you know Romans tells us that the the earth is groaning for salvation like the earth is groaning mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. you know rescued from the decay of sin and death yep. and everything um, and then in Jesus's triumphal entry uh, that what I, that's what I was looking up because I could not I remember Jesus saying I remember the Pharisees were like can you rebuke your disciples can you tell them to be quiet and Jesus said if I if I do that then these stones will cry out but I couldn't remember if he said the stones and the tree, because a lot of people will quote it like stones and trees yeah. will praise. You know, right. if we if we don't and stuff. But I just find that it, I mean, I just find that interesting that that um, you know, even the earth itself has a way to communicate with its creator. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting thinking.
0: So there's like also studies of like you know, so like a tree will not. This goes back to like the root system the mycelium. So it's like the the. The roots of a plant will only spread like so far. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. So you take a tree, like over, you know, here, or whatever. Anyway, it will only it will only spread so far. But like those those uh, fungi, <laughs> the, the mycelium, like the the microscopic like root systems of yeah. funguses in the ground, they'll grow for like miles and miles and miles. All right, like really long ways,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they connect together. So it creates, like, this network, Mm -hmm. and it actually communicates through that network. And they've measured this using uh, electrolytes and also, uh, like, electric pulses.
3: Hmm.
0: So they will – there have been instances – so, like, a a tree, for instance, will – it's harder for a tree to burn when it has a higher sap content, right?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
0: So – There have been instances where fires start in one particular part of a forest, and then within a vicinity, all of a sudden, trees in another particular part of that same forest will begin to overproduce sap.
2: Huh. (laughs) Very interesting. That's Mm. really interesting. In other
0: words, it's like, hey, make yourself harder to burn.
2: Yeah.
0: That's interesting. And do it now.
2: Mm. Do it now. (laughs) It's definitely feeling very Pandora. It right does. Now. It
1: really <laughs> yeah. does. All right. So, but, <clears> and, <throat> and you have to be. I mean, it's interesting I, to me. I like that you, you know, you're looking at this and kind of stuff because, because. Well,
0: I, I like that you're trying to make spiritual application out of it because I'm, just, I'm just like y'all. The trees, <laughs> is y'all, talking, the trees y'all. are talking. Y'all, the trees <laughs> are talking, man. I'm so Lord of the Rings and Pandora right now. here we go. They're talking to each other, yo. It's only a matter of time. I know. Um, I know. I'm not thinking about it properly. Pastor
1: Joey, what should we
0: make of this? Okay.
1: (laughs) Here's what I will say. I I, I will say this in all honesty, because I take this all the way back to seminary days and stuff. Like, I remember when I was assigned a book called Celebration of Discipline and it was uh, written by Richard J Foster. Okay. And in The Disciplines Book, he talks about it's called The Celebration of Discipline. Most people the discipline books are, you know, like what we teach here, mm-hmm. Donald S Whitney, yeah. you know, the spiritual the spiritual disciplines of life and that kind of thing. But The Celebration of Discipline, I actually have this book in my library because I had to do a report on it uh, back when I took this one class and and as we were going through it in the book, he gets when I say gets when he gets to talking about how you celebrate um, the disciplines, he he has a discipline of where he connects with uh, nature mm-hmm. in there, and to the point that the discussion in the seminary class was that he started getting criticized that he was going too far, like mm-hmm. he was like. You know, he was saying, I can see God in a squirrel. I can see God in a—and it became very pantheistic-type feel. Sure. So yeah. whenever you start talking about this stuff around it, spiritual aspects, people start going to that yeah. and you everything.
0: Go, yeah, you can get way out of bounds. Yeah, right? like Mother yeah.
1: Nature is God kind of thing. Right. Um, but, you know, I do think there is some valid stuff about what's going on around us as as humans if you will mm-hmm. what's going on around us we are unaware of and there are things that are that god is doing there you know the whole like colossians talking about how god holds everything together yeah. like you know we can make that but what a broad stroke of that statement right we don't understand how you know just if God were to drop the ball in one particular area of nature and what that would do to our Mm -hmm. ability to survive on the planet, you know? Right. And so... Um, So, yeah, so, I mean, I like it. I like kind of getting into that and stuff, but you do have to kind of find you got to be careful with it because, like, I saw a bunch of people in ministry in seminary attacking that as, like, that's just a pantheistic type view of God, you know? so I think
0: of it more along the lines of being able to have um, a—because here's my thing. If I'm ever going to disagree with someone— and I'm going to have a disagreement with them. I'm going to try to reason with them, in you know, about whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you have to be. <laughs> can, can you hear st- me crunching?
1: I can still hear you crunch.
2: You <laughs> just like leaned away from the microphone. I'm He's like leaned away.
1: <laughs> I'm, going went, I'm going under the table. <laughs> no. Uh,
0: I can't help it. But if I'm, I'm going to disagree don't. with someone about anything, okay, and I, I this is something that's been very, very helpful for me because I'm, uh, I don't know you know, different personality types, whatever. I find it, it, a lot of times we end up in these cyclical arguments or discussions of like, it feels like we're just disagreeing to disagree. Oh, sure. We're never going to accomplish anything. And the reason is because you will not state what I believe or what I feel or what I think in a way that I would affirm.
1: Right. Right.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's kind of how I think about this Mm -hmm. is like, if I'm going to have a discussion with, say, someone who's like, you know, you'll hear this a lot, especially in the South, you know, right? You'll hear people say like uh, super conservative, like outdoorsman. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to say like,
1: well, hippie tree hugger, that kind of thing. You know? Well, like. But the same guy will also go, well, I ain't got to go to church, man. I see God out on the lake. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) It's true. It's true.
0: That's an excuse. So we'll <laughs> we we'll, uh, I love it. Well, it is. It but is. So that, but because you're but, right, you're pointing out the yeah. you're pointing out the hypocrisy. The
1: hypocrisy yeah, yeah. So,
0: but anyway, if you can't state like like if you can't have a conversation with that person, what how would you ever expect to accomplish anything? It's like if you can't at least. State what it is that they think or believe in Mm -hmm. a way that that they would agree with. Yeah, you know, you got to be able to do that. That, That's a step one. What makes me bring all this up is that particular podcast I was listening to. The guy they were talking about this, and this was come from if you said this guy's name in in circles with like with like outdoorsmen, sure they would be like, oh, that's our guy. Like he's a big Mm -hmm. time hunter, Mm -hmm. whatever. But he was talking about it in the sense of like he's like I don't know man there's something about trees that's like uh, he's like I he's like for instance he's like I can he's like I can shoot a mule deer all day long I can shoot a bear that's nine years old and not think twice about it he goes you know skin it make a rug out of it eat him <laughs> wear his claws as a necklace he's like but I have a hard time putting a chainsaw to something that's older than our country.
3: Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's like, it kind of makes you stop and think. It's like, I'm not saying that he's right. Right. And he and he's also not casting judgment on somebody who does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, loggers got a log. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I mean, there's a whole world out there a uh, forestry industry where they are, you know— Actually, keeping forests healthy by purging and right. you know doing all kinds of it's just like that deforestation stuff and then right. rebuilding. It's it's um it's interesting. That's a deep dive too. Mm-hmm. That's a I, incredible stuff.
0: Yeah, and I didn't mean to get uh, start a conversation on you know like <laughs> global warming or something. i just <laughs> like I just I just thought I just thought it was really really interesting. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I, I guess maybe the moral of that is like. Man, creation is is impressive, yeah. like, and a lot of times, yeah. What and, are we missing? And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about because I think a lot of times, um, you know, the people who are the best uh, conservationists, you know, I, I would say I will say this with confidence that like hunters are some of the greatest conservationists when it comes to.
1: Appreciation the, of what they're the things they hunt. Out yeah,
0: they yeah. actually do more for the for the the you know for whatever species, whatever animal it is they hunt. They yeah. do more for that population to thrive mm-hmm. than than anybody else. Sure, on the planet does. Sure, right you right. know, yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that it's important enough to them to take the steps necessary for mm-hmm. those populations to thrive. Sure. And yeah. So what
1: happens when a particular species gets out of hand and it starts impacting civilian life and things like that. Who do they call on? They call on hunters, you know. Right. So, like, if the gator population is getting out of hand, then you go, you know, hunters come by a tag and we'll let you hunt gators. Like, they turn to to that. And I, I think I think for the most part, you're right. I think most hunters are outdoorsmen because you know, my father-in-law told me this. He said there's a, a big difference— Between um, what he called an outdoorsman and a hunter. Mm -hmm. He said, he said a hunter, it goes out there because he wants to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. But an outdoorsman is out there because he's just happy to be out there. Like he, he can enjoy, he didn't have to kill something. Right. He can enjoy a squirrel. He can enjoy watching a woodpecker or an owl or something like that. And so I feel like, I feel like you know when you start talking about outdoors and stuff like that. I think it's, I think it's overrated in some areas and extremely underrated in others. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. You know, our uh,
0: former student pastor Stephen Platt was like really big into trees. Yeah. yeah. He like used to do
1: deep dives on these kind of things. I think he's actually written a book on it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep. Because there's there's so many. Well, there's so many instances in scripture where trees. And plants are used as illustrations, you mm-hmm. know, and so he just kind of piggybacked on that a lot. I know, but yeah. he uh, he he really had a love for that. So now that I have bored you guys with my say what segment for today, <laughs> for today, let's yeah, talk about. How,
1: you feel so fulfilled though, don't? Let's you? talk about he how does. boring families
0: are. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, sorry, I didn't have the transition music or anything uh, queued up which I don't know that we never did. We never did decide on what we wanted to be the transition music for, we didn't. for the sermon. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. Let's <laughs> talk about the sermon. So we did a th- uh, started the third part of our Family Life series. Uh, we did the third part of our Family Life series this past Sunday, and we talked about family. You started off talking about families being mundane. Mm-hmm. Can I just say I sent you a bunch of good notes on mundane?
1: Yeah. Can I can you, I be honest with you? You didn't use none of it. <laughs> I know. You want to know why? Why? Because it never came. What? What? Yeah. I checked all through my email. Never got it. It did come. I promise you it did not.
2: I you, promise you it did. <laughs> you got sent to Joey's spam.
1: No, yeah, I probably did. <laughs> here it is right here.
0: Look at that.
2: For all of our listeners out there, we apparently need our laptops when recording Sunday gravy for this reason.
0: (laughs) I wonder if I I sent it to Joey Scott Dawson organization.
2: (laughs) That
3: would be awesome.
0: All right, let's see if I did. I know I didn't.
1: Where'd you send it? Joey at High
0: Point Community Mm. Church.
1: Yeah. Never got it. Mm. I don't know what happened. It must have went to your spam. Maybe. Man,
0: there was so much. I was... Like seriously look at look at this. Watch me scroll through it here.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile Joey was sitting in his office going, I guess Blake's never going to send me those notes.
0: If you if you like I was thinking, <laughs> man, he's saving it till the end cuz it's so good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh,
0: nope. Uh, nope, it didn't mm. come. I was like, man, mm. man, he just left that out there. Mm. Um I do have yeah. a let's see. I I do have a few bones to pick. Uh, yeah here we go but no you talked about how I don't know you fill in whatever you want to whatever you want to say but you started the message talking about how families are mundane and how we get uh, caught up in just kind of like the regular you know mundane
1: daily um, grind daily mm-hmm. grind of
0: tasks that we have to do as families and uh, all the things that you know we have to deal with you use the example of cafeteria balances I think <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> look. Y'all, he was not exaggerating.
0: I'm not. About the calls
2: from the school.
0: It's ridiculous. They're incessant. Yeah. It's Tyson <laughs> has a negative 45-cent cafeteria ballot.
2: <laughs> but how, not how just often that. We... If it's, it's that or someone's out of school.
0: Well, we got that today.
2: Yeah, we did uh-huh. get that today. It's, <laughs> yeah. And it's probably... Did it say Chloe... Yeah.
0: For those who don't know, my daughter's name is spelled K L O E, uh-huh. and I guess they improved the AI that <laughs> reads the thing. Says it <laughs> wrong because used to it would say Chloe Wingo
1: <laughs> was absent today.
2: Uh, that silent E. <laughs> what
1: part, uh, is any part of that sound off? <laughs> yeah. Hello. So me, me and Cass
0: would both get those messages. So I would say <laughs> I, I, I would say stuff around the house. Like she would be, she would be trying to get Chloe's attention. I would say, "Chloe, Wingo." <laughs> anyway, it wasn't that funny. But yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, but yeah, we do get those a lot here at yeah. the church because because mm-hmm. my my numbers on there as well. Yeah, for for my kids. So, <laughs> so that's like
2: six kids it's calling about every week.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you said we, uh, but you made that you made that uh, you use that as an illustration to say that we we seem as families to live in the negative.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I it, I think, you know, families at times just can feel pointless, you know, cause it's like, because like you could be caught up on all your bills, but don't worry. The lunchroom cafeteria balance is, going to be negative 25 cents, right. you know? So it's almost like no matter what good happens in life, you always kind of feel like you're behind the eight ball when it comes to family. Yeah. And then, and then it, it can become overwhelming as you, Began to look at you know like what's the point of yeah. this you know and, well, and the is tone... there meaning for you know all that I'm going through I'm I'm wasting because you know the Bible says oh make the most of your time because the days are evil mm-hmm. well I don't have time because I'm doing laundry dishes mm-hmm. you know right and I have a negative cafeteria balance I got to go write a check for you know yeah.
0: but saying we live with a deficit basically like the tone of the message was really what you were saying you weren't you weren't speaking like. Just financially, obviously. No. You were just uh-uh. saying. You were just saying. Period. Yeah. We just seem to live, like you know, with a deficit. Yeah. And 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 the next example you used is the one that I have to take major issue with. Oh, here we go. Because you use the example of living. You. We want to live life like it's a Marvel movie.
1: I know. Like it's. I've already been I called know. out on it. What? No. I go ahead. Keep going. What, wait, wait. What did you get called out on? Just, that I. I said David Banner instead of Bruce Banner. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I said, And you said then. it multiple times. I know. Like to the point that I was <laughs> going to scream it. It's because it's in my notes as David Banner. Who is David Banner? Do not know.
0: <laughs> Just for, for the general public, <laughs> Joey is the only one here uh-huh. who did not know that the Hulk's name was Bruce Banner.
1: I said, I did say David Banner, a.k.a. Hulk. I, I know. I did say Hulk. David Banner is a,
2: a rapper. <laughs> just so you know, an American oh, rapper. Oh, that
1: explains a lot. No, kidding.
0: <laughs> And then you talked. But anyway, man, that was bothering me so bad. Like, I almost and then
1: just, you missed the rest of the message. I, just, I almost was did. <laughs> I almost did. I almost checked out. I was
2: like, Blake, don't check out. What don't, bothered me. Don't check out. And you didn't do this first service, only second. For some reason, you kept saying Marvels. Mar- no, he, he
0: did it in the second too. He would no, say, it, he
2: only did it in second. He didn't do that in first service. So.
0: Oh, I got. So you. I was like,
2: "What? Why is he saying that?" Marvels.
1: Like, yeah. yeah,
0: there is a movie Marvels. called The, the Marvels. Marvels.
1: Uh huh. I knew the name of the raccoon. <laughs> I did say that right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Solid accomplishment, Joey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And uh, I, got the movie, have
1: a, I got the movie right. Have I got another the bugle. scene right. I got the scene right. Have no, another, no, have
0: another bugle as a reward. Bugle. I will. <laughs> we know. We can hear you eating them. <laughs> Joey has the munchies.
1: From now on, I'm, Episode. I'm only going to eat cotton candy here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just to clarify... The Hulk's name is Bruce Banner. I have on my notes, in all caps, Bruce, exclamation point. I knew it. I knew it
1: was coming. When it was pointed out Sunday morning, I went. Who pointed it out? Yeah, Sunday gravy is going to be great. Was it Matt? Oh, it was student guys. Like, all the student guys. Like, my sons, you know, Brendan, all them that were all sitting down front. Yeah, they were all like,
0: Hulk's name's Bruce Banner. They were
1: like, hey, it's Bruce, Dad. I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that. (laughs)
0: No, it's not. It's Ed Norton.
1: <laughs> but can we make it can we make it clear? I didn't get the scripture wrong. <laughs> I didn't make a mistake there. So got the part that matters, right? I did. I was so torn, by the
0: way, with Hulk's character when they um and by the way, when he went to see him.
1: Yeah, he's kind of mixed.
0: Yeah, he's not Bruce Banner. He is Smart
1: Hulk. Smart Hulk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like he's found that balance. I think they were trying (laughs) to make it look like he found the balance. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: I was torn, though, when they went from, like, in the Hulk movie, you know, it was Ed Norton. Mm. And they never made a Hulk movie with Mark Ruffalo. And -hmm. that bothered me.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: That bothered me. It still bothers me.
1: I can tell, man. I what? wish they would go back, but the Ed you Norton look on his face—the
0: the Ed, he's the disgust. hes like, not I, joking.
1: The, I hate this.
0: Yeah, if we keep talking about that and you keep beating those bugles, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm done with the. Bugles. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm done kidding. with the Beagles. Um, I that bothered that always bothered me.
1: Mm. I don't know. So what? So what? Uh, what did you take away from the Marvel <laughs> Singular movie? With Bruce Banner and Rocket. I know. You want to keep talking and about this, Herman. Let's Fat talk Thor. about
0: it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got it. I mean, I understood what you were saying. I know. Is that we, you know, we kind of we kind of take the demeanor of Fat Thor is what you were saying. You mm. were saying as families we do. Yes. Where it's basically like, I don't care about anything. I'm mm. just trying to get through. Because the thing with that scene, that scene is hilarious, though, by hilarious. the way. yes. When they go to... <laughs> Uh, new Asgard, yeah. To get to get okay. Anyway, I, we can't explain the full no, backstory. No, no, There's we, no way. We can't. We It'll can't. be way more boring than my than but my plan. He, he
1: was stricken with grief for losing to mm-hmm. Thanos. That's ultimately kind of what was going on here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Or or that he that he didn't. He was yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. In and instance. so he. he he didn't uh, – but what was funny is when they go to get him, it, like he's he's being distracted by things that are, like, not important. Like he's playing video Fortnite. games. Yeah. 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 Keep, yeah. He's arguing with, like, a nine-year-old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll come over there with my hammer.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. So it was a good illustration in that sense of, like, as families, we are – we are kind of find ourselves. We look up – and even though we know there's so much more important things to be, you know – dealing with or things that should have our attention, like we kind of find ourselves being, you know, lulled to lulled to sleep in some ways or maybe in other ways just kind of just giving up and just mm-hmm. saying, you know, I'll just be...
1: I'll, subpar. Yeah, we'll just yeah. be
0: subpar. We'll just live with the deficit and mm-hmm. we'll just kind of focus on these things and yeah. we'll, we'll just get to tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Get and through, I, Get through the day. And I think there, there was another angle as well is that, I think we, we fall into this idea, especially when we, we get into that place where we just, you know, turn into Fat Thor and we're just, you know, quit, giving up and quit on life. There, I think the reason what causes that is because um, we don't understand the importance of the, the mundaneness of life and the, the, the value of, you know, getting up every day and, and doing what seems pointless, you know, and doesn't seem like it's making a difference or whatever. I think we we lose that because we buy the lie that our lives should be like an action adventure movie. Like mm-hmm. our life should be like something exciting and whatever. and we have that's why we find ourselves patrolling on social media, looking at other people's lives on display. Which right. are, by the way, most of the time fake anyway. But right. we, we look at that kind of stuff and think, oh, my goodness, you know, I hate them. You know, and they, mm-hmm. they're, they're yeah. living the dream and I'm not. And I think that that causes us to, you know, to have some serious side effects.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you also use that to talk about how we confuse or uh, boredom and laziness. Um, you know, we kind of talk about them like they're the same thing. But mm-hmm. la- laziness is a sin, but being bored is not not. not a sin, mm-hmm. you know, late. Laziness, you said, is like a pity party pity party where only you're invited. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh,
1: and boredom is just lack of mental stimulation, right? Just two totally different things.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But we have to have the recognition that the things with a lot of times the things with the most meaning in life, or even the most exciting things, actually come through or products of. The mundane things, exactly, exactly, so, and that—that's kind of what led us to our our scripture, which was Proverbs six, verses six
1: through eleven. Yeah. Um, and, and and I'll say this: that Proverbs six, six through eleven, was just basically scripture. Like, if you were to look up. Like if, you know, if you were, if you have an app or you go to Google or whatever and you type in, what does the Bible say about being bored? Mm -hmm. It will take you to this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, because um, boring seems to be somewhat of a, if you're bored, there's a good chance you're being lazy. Mm -hmm. Like that's the mindset, right? Right. And that, and I just wanted to clarify what lazy was versus what bored is. And lazy is something you need to avoid at all costs boredom is not is something that um may actually be a a indicator that things are good mm-hmm. does that make sense right mm-hmm. because think about it the word boredom is used in so many negative connotations you know kids looking at you going we have the most boring family on the earth you know or whatever I'm sure parents have heard that well I just wanted parents to know that when your kid says that to you you need to look back at them and go thank you Mm-hmm. Because that that means there is something consistent going on here. Mm-hmm. There, you know, we're, we're we're doing the hard stuff. Yeah, not everything can be Disney all the time. You know. Yeah, and so so we, we and and then the byproduct of that or the the counterpart to that is okay. I don't want to get up. I don't want to get out of bed. I, you know, yeah. I don't want to face uh, – right. if I see another pile of dirty clothes, if yeah. I if I have to listen to that boss say that to me one more time, yeah. you right. know. And so those are two totally different worlds, and that's what I was trying to contrast. And I, I really was skating on thin ice with this one just because mm-hmm. I could – there were so many, you know, like holes that people could just, mm-hmm. you sure. know, like, you know, fall yeah, down
0: through. but – but the fact remains of like what you said is true of the those those mundane things, those what can be perceived as boring things mm-hmm. in our life mm-hmm. are the things when we are disciplined like it's almost like the be faithful with a small kind of yeah. thing It's kind of that mindset yeah and those are the things that will lead to or produce some of the the greatest things in our life. Yeah I'll give you a scriptural, Example of this mm-hmm. illustration, a scriptural illustration of this. It's one that you left in your spam folder um, where it talks oh. about... <laughs> <laughs> Burn! Burn!
1: Burn! But, no, I guarantee you <clears throat> it's not in my spam.
0: I guarantee It's it. sent. It's sent. But it was uh, where it came from. The one that I sent to you mm-hmm. was when uh, on our Wednesday night Bible study where we talked through the life of David.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: just a quick, quick example was um, after David gets anointed as king... Mm-hmm he sent back to the pasture. Mm. And so yeah. it, it, mm. if you think about God using the pasture to prepare David to eventually be king, mm. not just to be king, but also everything that would have to happen in David's life in order for him to become king. Mm. Right. And so it's like when they went to when you know when the Israelites were when they are when well, they're standing out there and they're you know they're facing they're uh they're facing these people and they they, they bring out the giant, you know, and it's like, okay, what what are we going to do here? Like, but they send somebody to go find David and where do they find him in the the pasture Mm -hmm. being about the mundane things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I use the example of, you know, how would you describe David's life while he was in the pasture? Well, you could describe it as obscurity. Mm
1: -hmm. He's
0: obscure. He's out there. He's all by himself. No Mm -hmm. one's paying attention to it. You could describe it as mundane. Yeah. Uh, you could describe it as difficult. You mm. could describe it as monotony, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, David, what would you do today? Well, I watched some sheep. They walked over here, and then they walked over there. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. They what ate else? some grass. Well, I worked a little bit with a slingshot. You know, you wouldn't believe this, but I can knock an apple off a tree from 100 yards away. Mm. Well, I don't really care. You know, that kind uh-huh. of thing. It's monotony. Yeah. It's mundane. It's like it doesn't matter. But, you know. It's like you uh, at killing time. Anything yeah. else? Well, I got bored, and I played the harp. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, in those mundane things, mm-hmm. God was preparing him for some amazing things. That's right. You know? Yeah. Uh, but the, the idea is that God used the pasture and mm. the mundane things to develop David's skill yeah. into, you know, you think, standing around bored and working on his slingshot, you think that came in handy?
3: Mm.
1: So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great example. Mm. And I, I, I feel like... I feel like where a lot of people are today in terms of that, I think they would hear that, and I think they would agree with you, mm-hmm. but to actually live that out in your life is mm-hmm. an entirely different ball game, mm-hmm. you know, because you had to think about the heart of David and to be able to trust God in the monotonous, in the monotony. That's, that's very difficult. Most people don't. And for that reason, the byproduct becomes a reality, and that is, and the Bible calls that byproduct sluggards, mm. sluggards, like you've become lazy, you know, to the point that in our text, Proverbs 6, verse 6, he says, compare compare yourself to an ant, which I find so interesting because I didn't have time to really flesh this out, but he compares a, a person that's probably on average standing about five, seven to six foot you know, and we're, we are to compare our lives to something that we could burn with a, you know, (laughs) know magnified Magnified glass. We could, you know, something that, you know, I mean, we we could even not even know is there. Mm -hmm. Step on it and never even know we stepped on it. And so we're, we're to be compared to that as a sluggard. And, uh, and it just kind of like, you know, that whole thing just kind of frames the picture of the ant as just being this most prolific producer. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it wakes up every day and it knows what it's mm-hmm. supposed to do. Even the, the queen itself doesn't tell the ant what to do. The ant knows what to do because the queen has her own job to do. And um, and so, so, yeah, so there it, it says... Here, it has no commander, no ruler, yet it stores its provision in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Like, how in the world does it know to do that? It's because God has given it a job to do, and it's doing it. Mm -hmm. And we are no different. God has given us a mission. God has a plan for our life, and we should wake up every day and go, okay, I don't really know how this is going to end, but I know what I'm supposed to do today. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get up every day and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, before my feet hit the floor, I'm going to thank God for this day. I'm going to thank God um, for this amazing sleep that I had and this recovery Mm -hmm. um, because I was tired from my labor before. And so I'm going to get up today and I'm ready to attack the day instead of letting the day attack me. And I think that's the difference in what he's talking about here because he's like, he said, "Some of you don't even want to get out of bed." He says, "A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man." You know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think the rest thing though is important to hit on because you don't mm-hmm. you don't want to let this make you think, okay, I had laundry sitting on my couch overnight, so I've become lazy. Yeah, like there's room for, hey, the most important thing for me to do right now is to sit and rest and spend time with my family, yes. and that laundry can wait a day. Like yes. you should never feel guilty because. You don't have the perfect home where you haven't accomplished, you know, quote-unquote great things with your day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's certainly a place for restful days where you are a little bit lazy and you're a little bit like, okay, we're just going to chill today mm-hmm. and hang out with each other or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think there's a balance. Yeah,
1: and I sure. think it comes down to, you know, like the two different types of sleep that we talked about, yeah. you know. Yes. The ant sleeps to recover because people don't realize ants sleep. The queen ant sleeps up to nine hours a day. That was shocking. Mm -hmm. You can see it on people's faces. And then the the actual worker ants, they sleep in more they sleep just as much, but it's more like power naps. Mm -hmm. So they'll just sit there and sleep and then they'll wake up and get going. And then they'll fall asleep and wake up and get going. I know people who have done sleep pattern s- studies like that, and actually are more productive by doing power naps mm-hmm. than doing sleep in a straight hour, eight hour deal. But anyway, the point is, is that ants sleep to recover, sluggards sleep to escape. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So, like, say there's a pile of clothes there. To your example, yeah, if you need that rest, you need to recover. Mm-hmm. Don't go over there and run yourself ragged and do the right. do the laundry, but. If you don't want to do the laundry because you hate your life. Yeah. Because I just hate, I just hate where I'm at in this yeah. moment. And 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 that's why I feel like where depression gets mm-hmm. diagnosed in, inaccurately, um, a lot of times people go, Oh, I'm depressed. No, you're being lazy. Yeah. You're straight up just being it's, lazy. Are,
2: are you not doing it because you're truly tired from working, or are you not doing it because you're apathetic yes. to the mm. things around you? That's
1: right. Y'all
0: making me feel bad about not being able to remember what I did this weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably means you did a lot of sleeping. Oh. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sure you recovered from your hard labor. I was right? may, mm-hmm.
0: I may have been a sluggard this weekend. Yeah. Help me, Jesus.
1: Yes. I, and, there, and there's no way I can talk and there's no way I can talk about, you know, this without, you know, just kind of mentioning, you know, just that laziness being that pity party kind of thing and and hitting snooze over and over, just not wanting to get up and face the day. Um, That quote that I read, I thought was just, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it just hammered me, and I just wanted to share that pain and misery. (laughs) Um, But it's by Walt and here's what he said. He said, Sleep is the defining characteristic of the sluggard. For them, the love of sleep is pure escapism, Mm -hmm. a refusal to face the world. The sluggard's narcotic sleep ever craves still more sleep to escape the pain of living.
0: Mm -hmm. That's Mm. really obvious uh, when you are going through something really difficult. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, totally. Like if you're grieving, like if you've lost someone or if... uh you know, you're just dealing with something very difficult, even when you're dealing with like yeah. sickness or oh, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, anything, yeah. anything yeah. difficult in yeah. life. That's really obvious because you, in the back of your mind, you always have, uh, man, I wish I could just go to sleep. That's it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And I love that he used the word narcotic there mm-hmm. because, because of lack of sleep due to what something strenuous or something bad or mm-hmm. tragic crisis has happened to you the inability to go to sleep has caused so many people to become addicted to a substance mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so it's like, I'm just trying to sleep. I'm just trying to go to sleep. So I, I started off with a little, uh, with a little nightcap, you know, just a little, little shot glass of whiskey mm-hmm. or, you know, I just had me a little bit of, I, you know, I just started taking, you know, a little bit of sleeping pills or, you know, you know, or I had some. I had some medication left over from my dental appointment. And I had right. some, you know, you know, whatever, and I was taking it to to go to sleep. And I'm I making me many, feel
0: bad about eating a melatonin
1: gummy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. Those things are like candy. Yeah. But uh, but no, you I know I, you can overdose on melatonin. Yes, I know you can. I did
3: not know that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying sure how, I'm not, I'm not, if I wanna
0: I'm not, know how you found out. No, I'm just saying I didn't know that. Yeah. And like uh, one night I I ate one and I like I ate one of those melatonin gummies and I was laying there and I still couldn't go to sleep. And then I was like, Man, I'm gonna eat me about three more of them things <laughs> and I didn't mm. I thankfully stopped for a second and thought, Can you take too much melatonin? Which I looked it up and you can. Mm. Now think what I what I would The ones that I had are like, you know, really, really small amounts, and it probably would still not have hurt me, Mm -hmm. but then (laughs) then I was scared. Now I'm kind of scared of them.
2: (laughs) Now you have a melatonin I don't like
0: having anything close to me that I can OD on, because I don't trust myself not to just pick anything up and drink all of it or (laughs) eat all of it, you know? (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Noted.
1: (laughs) That's funny. Like, if I'm
0: hungry enough. I'll eat anything. <laughs> mm. This is true. That's true. Of all
1: of us. Sorry, I didn't mean that's that. true. Um, <laughs> where do we go from here? I don't know, uh, I really know. Jesus rose from the dead, and we can't get out of bed—that kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. But mm-hmm. um, but no, I, I I feel like this is where this kind of ended up was really kind of where I was trying to get to, and um, and so. My my wife said I should have started here.
0: <laughs> what, being about the family business? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> you said that, when you said be about the family business, all I could think was, you're talking to me forever? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. It <laughs> That's
1: it. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> You're good. You're good, I, go, I go from. I
1: feel like you don't have any notes going forward. I got and tons of notes. Really? I got, yeah, I go way past
0: there. All right. I, where I where do we go from here? Uh, we well, you talked about being about the family business, which is uh, the family business is predictable. It's mundane, and I started thinking about maybe people who are sitting in our in the room right now that actually work in a family business. Uh huh. I started thinking about them.
1: Mm-hmm. There is one
0: guy in particular that I know works for his, uh, for his family business, and he, he'll always kind of, like, mumble and complain about different things, which I know he realizes that it's a blessing, mm-hmm. so don't, don't, don't sure. take this as though he, right. you know. But <laughs> he'll complain about just little things and stuff that kind of come along with being a family business. Mm-hmm. And so when you said that I was thinking about him sitting in the back of the room going you can say that again. You know <laughs> about it being predictable and mundane or whatever. Yes. So, anyway, yeah, but it feels boring. Mhm. Uh, but and there and there may be room. There is the, the family business may be boring and there is room for it to be boring on occasion if not a lot of the time. Yeah. But there is no room for laziness.
1: Yeah, no. Mm. No. Not at all. Because everything that was warned in Proverbs 6 becomes a reality for a family that's become lazy. Like, they just quit. They don't care anymore. They just kind of give up. And, and I, you know, because the message—and I said this—the message feels like I'm saying, get your business done. But the message was really more, you need to know your business. Right. Um, you're in the family business. You know, that, that spouse, those kids— those in-laws, those cousins, those aunts, all that stuff. That's the family business, and that is the business you need to be about. And God, especially if you're the man of the house, God's called you to be the spiritual leader. You need to know your business. You need to wake up every day and know your business. Um, And Just like an aunt doesn't have to have a commander or someone tell them what to do. They wake up every day and they know their business. Mm -hmm. And so the purpose of the family gets lost. And that's kind of getting back to that Marvel illustration. Mm -hmm. Family life is not an action adventure movie, even though sometimes it probably has its moments. But the purpose of the family is to offer predictability, structure, and safety as members mature and learn to participate and the community of those involved. That sounds like the most boring, yeah, definition of family there is. But it is the business. Yeah, that is the mm-hmm. business we need to be about, and not just family in terms of like our our families at home, mm-hmm. but our church family right. as well. And that's why I made the statement. You know, if you come to church and you say, "Oh, this church is boring." we're actually going to take that as a compliment because I'm not saying we don't, we don't have exciting things and our worship isn't exciting and whatever, but there is something beautiful in the predictability structure and safety of a, of a church family. Mm-hmm. There's just something beautiful about it. And uh, did y'all see that little post from one of the families and they, they had, um, they had their little boy in there with them. And I don't want to say their name because, you know, they may not want, want me to, but, they they posted and he's sitting in his mom's lap and 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 during church during church and he throws his hand up like that while I'm preaching and she commented she said <laughs> Joey Hill being boring and <laughs> it <his accent. laughs> he's like yeah <laughs> go for it go for it boring yeah <laughs> go bo- go be boring but yeah Absolutely. so it's funny. And uh, but yeah, I just I just thought it was so important to really contrast laziness versus boredom mm-hmm. um, because I feel like they get lumped into that same bathtub together, and we throw the baby out with the bathwater stuff. But so, there, but the mass there is master design though in our difficulty, and yeah. I, I just wanted everybody to know that. And uh, and then then I used the the illustration at the end there about the. About the investment. investment stuff, yeah. Where you get 10% return? Like, I can't get 10% return on that. Oh, my right, I'm telling you, my boys, like, where, where you
2: was, invest? I found myself Googling at the end of the I was like, Where, where, can where you- is he finding this? Hey, where can you possibly I'm get 10% return? It.
1: I'm not getting that now. My boys are getting it. Is that like a special?
0: We know you ain't got a lot of money return. <laughs> that's exactly what that was. Yeah, I guess. No, yeah, I just, I'm just teasing. Yeah, yeah. all the, all those numbers that people throw out at you, like all the Dave Ramsey stuff, well, if uh-huh. you'd have just done this from the time you were 25, you'd be doing this now, and that's kind of, you know, his whole deal of like live like no one else lives, so you can live like no one else lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, that's, that's super. Makes you feel bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it does. A little bit. Well, and I said that. I said this illustration. Mm, it is going to fire up the younger crowd, but the older crowd, you're going to hate me. You know. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the reminder We're that I sitting there going, that I'm a loser. Please,
2: Joey, <laughs> tell me more of what I'm not doing. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. But the whole point of the illustration was just to to show how, if we want something great later, we got to be willing to do the boring now. Yeah, that's right. kind
0: of really what that is. I know. As all I know, like when like when somebody like Dave Ramsey talks about like a uh, the, like the way he buys cars and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and all. That. I know that there's a lot of truth in that, but like I want to so bad make like a YouTube video where like I'm talk, where he's like talking to me about that. And I'm like, let me summon the Tesla one more time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I get distracted by flashing lights.
3: <laughs> That's
0: right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let me show you what it can do. Watch the back r- window roll down by itself. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought at, it was good, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was that it? Or did you have Yeah, something?
1: I mean, just at the end just, you know, I wanted people to understand that, you know, you know if you're, you know, when it comes to, even because we have a lot of guests and I mentioned Sunday Gravy and they may be listening for the very first time. And, you know, you know, when you're looking for a church home, I think it's just so important that you don't fall into that same trap where you're looking for a Marvel movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you're yeah. looking for that, mm. man, I need that. I need the worship to get my blood pressure up. And I need the, I need the preacher to be fiery, you know, yeah, like, going you know, on, sick the... kind of stuff. Yeah. And. And so I, I think we have to be careful with that because you know our purpose is just like you know the family within within this safe zone within this kind of predictable thing, this world where everything's kind of it kind of feels mundane. Where we're looking at you saying, "Hey, you know, just I know it's hard. I know you probably don't think you've got the spiritual you know credits to pull this off, but you know, throw down." Five hundred spiritual credits right here, and do it every single time. Not financially, just spiritually. Keep investing into into yeah. that, and then eventually you're going to like how this works because we do it by the book here, you right. know. Right. And um, and so I feel like sometimes, you know, people just don't realize that High Point, just like every other church out there, has a mundane mindset baked in. Yeah. You know, churches over time by design become boring. It begins to feel like the church is asking you to constantly invest your spirit in your spiritual future. Um, and, and but what I just wanted people to know is is that should that should attract you. You right, know, right. because this is a long term relationship here. Um, I don't you know, I don't want you to feel like you're wasting your time because think about how many people right now go, man, I go to worship all the time, man. I go to Bible study. I go to volunteer. I volunteer in kids ministry. I go to women's ministry. I go to men's stuff. I go to marriage retreat and on and on and on. And I go and invest my life into things. And for what? Me and my wife still fight all the time. Me and my kids still fight all the time. Eventually you begin to go like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Like this, this is not working. And I feel like so many people, like I've said before, they bail right before a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. I feel like people just give up because they're not seeing the results
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and stuff. And I think it's almost like how you got to treat, you got to treat your spiritual growth like retirement because you, you can never see spiritual growth In action. Right. Like, it is all—like, one statement I didn't make, but I thought it was good, was spiritual growth is never observed in action. It is always observed in fruition. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like
0: exercise. Yeah. Right? So it's like when you're in the grind of exercise, you don't see the difference that's being made. You know, yeah.
3: because mm-hmm.
0: you always want to see it like in pounds or inches or whatever. Yeah. A lot of times you don't see that, but the, but it what it, it's just about that grind. And then you look up. I think that's the but that to go back to your your initial point on this, talking about when people are looking for churches, kind of thing. Yeah, which that's a whole different deal as well. I mean, there's a lot to dissect just in talking about people. And I'm not saying this is the case with everybody, but mm-hmm. shopping shopping church kind of sure. thing. That's a whole yeah. other conversation, but. But when it comes to people say like visiting a church and deciding like where they're going to go to church, I think there's a lot of things to consider in terms of you know where you live obviously is big, uh, but also there's this. It would be very easy to just go to church somewhere and like just kind of sit on the back row and just you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, it, and I hate to we started with presidents. I'm not trying to steal like a you know. JFK line here, but it's like, don't ask like, what can the kingdom do for you, but what can you do for the kingdom? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's kind of the mindset that we should have when we're looking for somewhere to plug in as a, with a with our family. Yeah, as opposed to like, what you know, what's God gonna do for me or to me mm-hmm. through this? It's yeah. like, no, what what can I do for His namesake? Yeah, and so that should also change our motivation,
1: right? And I I think too in that same context you know like the old old school pastor would say you know where's where's the growth is it on top of the mountain or in the valley mm-hmm. you know and and so the real growth is in the valley and I think a lot of people who are looking for churches that get their blood pressure up you're looking for you know for that action adventure you're looking for that emotionalism that kind of thing um, I I don't I'm I'm do, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this because I know some people could probably argue this against me but I'm just looking at it from a a grand view. You know what I'm saying like a big picture view like for for every one unique personal personalized journey with God, I'm sitting here looking at, you know, thousands, you know. Right. So so on average I can make this statement. God will use the mundane, the boring and the non-impressive parts of church to be the very things that produce the greatest growth in you. Mm-hmm.
2: Amen.
1: That's where the greatest growth comes from, yeah. not from a sermon that just kind of got you fired up one Sunday. Yep. You yeah. know, and so it's yeah. just that it's like the turtle in the hare kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, like like the David illustration, I was using. It's like don't neglect your pasture. Yeah. Yeah. That's don't it. run away from the pasture. Like he, he's using that to mold you and to shape. Yeah.
1: You mm-hmm. keep the farm clean. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Coolio. Mm-hmm.
0: Any anything else we need to talk about? Hmm.
1: What else?
3: What
1: else? Um, be sure to get your if you want a Sunday gravy T-shirt. Oh, yeah. um, those things are signed, pre-ordered. Yep. Go ahead and sign How up. How they do that? that uh,
2: there's a sheet at the connection corner right now. I don't think we've set up online. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't set up yet, online, but, but we could. Um, <laughs> probably
1: we Probably should. should. We should. There, there's a lot of listeners that are not high points, so. okay
2: Hit us up on Facebook or something if uh, you want a shirt, but you're not going to be able to get here and fill out the form. We'll we'll figure something out for you.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Um, also, we still got, I mean, a lot of stuff going on as far as, you know, Wednesday nights, this Wednesday night, 630, we've got adult Bible study, we've got students, we've got kids, uh, P28's mm-hmm. rolling, mm-hmm. we've got um, men's and women's ministry both doing stuff, we've got Women's ministry is meeting here right now on Sunday nights. So we got men's ministry meeting in various homes on Sunday night. So if those are either one of those things you're interested in, you know, you can always see us at Connections Corner on a Sunday, or find one of us on a Wednesday. We'll fill you in or introduce you to whoever you
1: might need to connect with. But yeah, yep, yep. And then next Sunday we will be one service, and right. it will be a baptism service. So a lot, lot of folks getting baptized, good, good yeah. times. And so join us at 1030.
2: 1030.
1: 1030 for one service. I think we're up to 10 or 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Praise the Lord for that. Other than that, I think we're good. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We'll see you next time.
3: Sandy die Greve.